0: Hey Heat Check listeners, before heading into the episode, just wanted to give you a heads up on one thing. The Victor Lodipo news broke as we were recording the podcast about 40 uh, minutes in, so if you're wondering why we don't discuss Victor's impending season-ending surgery at the top of the episode, that is why. But enjoy our candid and very organic reactions to the news.
1: Hello, everybody. That's my David Wilson impression. I am Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press, filling in for David this week on the Miami Herald's Heat Check podcast, where the real star of the show is, of course, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat beat writer. That is Anthony Chang. Anthony, how's it going?
0: I'm doing well, Tim. You know, stars can't host. So, you know, I, I, I gotta let you, da- I gotta let David do it or you know, you're, you're uh, nice enough to fill in as the host as well. So stars, you know, stars, prima donnas, we, we can't do all the dirty work.
1: No, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with anything. You just don't want to say hello. That's, that's the
0: real story. (laughs) Yes. That's the real, I I can't pull it off. Like you, I just can't, it's not in me. I practice in front of the mayor and it just doesn't
1: work out. It's, it's an acquired thing, but also I just feel like if it's, maybe because David's not a Florida native, I'm not a Florida, I I just think, I just don't know if you have the chops for it. I don't know. The rest of it you can handle. Maybe we'll let you, I think we'll let you handle the ending, but the, the hello portion of the program, I think that has to be me. So.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. (laughs)
1: You know, maybe, you know what? Maybe in the season wrap up one, which is not going to be for a while, because as we record this, uh, the Miami Heat are now officially in the 2021 NBA playoffs, and we are all spared uh, the play-in games, which I think will be great to watch. I don't think they'd be great to play in, no pun intended. I don't think. I think everyone's going to love the play-in games, except the four teams that are in them, and then the two teams that get eliminated in the play-in games are really not going to like them. That is where the Boston Celtics are more than likely going to end up because the heat went into TD Garden and got not just one, but two road wins granted against a slightly shorthanded Celtic team. Anthony, what did we learn about this team, where they're at, what time of year it is, the fact they can go on the road with the stakes being that high for both teams and beat anybody twice what does that say about where this team might be right now?
0: Well, to start off, I think Boston seems like a mess right now, and <laughs> they've been a mess for most of the season. But for...
1: they don't—they don't seem it. They are. Yeah, they yeah. Are.
0: I mean, for them to lose both of those games at home with those stakes, I mean that that has to be very disappointing for for that team and and their fans. Um, but for the Heat, yeah, I mean they're you know, they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. I think that's pretty clear. And, you know, I don't know whether you call it peaking at the right time. I don't even know if that, that exists, but it it just seems like they're clicking on all cylinders. They're, they're getting healthier. Um, You know, guys that have been up and down throughout the entire season, whether it's Goron, Tyler, Duncan, like they're playing, they're picking up their play, like at this moment with a week before the playoffs, uh, a week to go before the playoffs, So it just seems like everything's coming together um, at the right time. And then offensively, like this offense has been not good for most of the season, actually one of the the worst in the league. And we've, we've all, we've discussed it now for months about why that's the case, because they were so good on the end of the court last season Um, for the past month or so. They've looked like the offense from last year. It's crazy, like how much better it's improved. And it might just be just making shots that weren't going down in the first few months. But they're a top seven, top eight offense in the past month and a half. So all that's good. There has been some slippage on defensive end. We can get to that later. But for the most part, 10 and three in the past 13 games, um, guys help you know, getting healthier, um, Goron and Tyler picking up their play, like you really, they're, they're where they want to be, I think, at this point of the season.
1: So I'm glad you brought up Goran and Tyler because the return of Tyler Hero in so many ways, both physically, spiritually, whatever, I mean, that's, that's bubble Tyler that we have seen the last three games, I think, or so. Um, and I know people love it that, you know, he's back and contributing and making shots and he looks like he's got bounce again. Whatever the foot issue was, it doesn't seem to be bothering him right now. Knock on wood or whatever's handy. But to me, I think the most encouraging sign for the Heat long-term, and by long-term I mean throughout the rest of the season, was the fourth quarter of Tuesday night, Goran making those three deep dagger threes. And the reason I say that isn't because Goran Dragic made threes. We know he can, like Goran's a great player. Goran's number is going to hang from the rafters one day. Goran's a great player. That Making those threes and shooting the way he did, they were high arcing. Like These weren't line drive, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll go in threes. These were like scraping the Bruins banners high threes. And to me, that said that Goran Dragic might really have his legs underneath him. What did you take from Goran, the way he played these those two games up there?
0: Yeah. And it's not just those two games. I mean, he's played really, he played really well in Boston. And then even the few games before that, he was playing um, better. I mean, this is his best sustained stretch of the season and I feel bad for asking Goran two weeks ago, like, why haven't you been able to replicate your play from last season, the bubble? And you know, he, he kind of, he gave a gracious answer, but you could tell that he's pacing himself. He's been pacing himself this season and I know that's kind of an ugly word, maybe for the Heat because they are always about winning each game, and you know they're not looking ahead. But for Goron and the situation he's in, you know, at this point in his career, the knee, the foot from last season, it, it it was all about making sure he's healthy and playing as well as can be at this point of the year. And, and you're seeing him starting to round into shape. And and that, like you said, Tyler Goron are so important. Yeah, they're not Bam and Jimmy. Bam and Jimmy lead the way. But for this team to reach its ceiling, Tyler and Goran have to be good. They have to be available A and B. They have to be um, they have to give consistent c- contributions and score probably double digits most games. And they've been doing that the past, you know, Tyler the past 3 games cuz he was hurt, but Goran for the past couple weeks. So it's a good sign. I mean, last year Goran and Tyler were two of the most important pieces to the puzzle in the playoffs. Uh, behind Bam and Jimmy, and they're going to be that again. So the Heat needs them to continue uh, at this pace.
1: I should have looked it up, and I don't have the stat in front of me, but like the last 10 quarters, going back to the second half of the Minnesota game, you know, Bam is shooting like yeah, like 300% from the field and like 99% from the line or something crazy. Like, I mean, he's Bam hasn't missed a shot basically in three games or in two and a half games. And, I mean, it's one, Bam's a really good player, there's that, and guys get on streaks, but and and Boston doesn't guard literally anybody. So all those caveats entering the equation, the fact is that when Duncan's making shots, when Tyler's in the game and making shots, when Goron is making shots, it just extends the defense so much. It allows Jimmy to get to his favorite spots. Right. It allows them. I mean, you can't really double. And you, who do you folk? Who do you take away on yeah. the heat? I mean, this is what they've wanted. This is what, and this is why they, this is why they got to the NBA finals last year. It wasn't just one guy. Yes. Jimmy had some memorable individual I'm too exhausted to stand up straight. I'm going to slump over the railing in the bubble performances. So did Bam, by
0: the way. So did Bam, especially especially against Boston. Yeah.
1: But this team, how many teams in the NBA right now are firing on all cylinders? Not very many. No. That team in LA isn't. The other team in LA isn't. Um,
0: Phoenix has lost a couple straight, right? Phoenix Phoenix,
1: it's like people have kind of maybe figured them out and i've always said like you got to you have to learn how to win you know golden state golden
0: state goes it golden State's the one team maybe golden, state just, yeah.
1: golden state just beat the yeah. one and the two
0: yeah
1: Which on the one hand tells remind you hey they've got Draymond green they've got Steve Kerr. and oh yeah they've got that Steph curry guy um it might kind of work against them because they're going to see if they get out of the play and they're going to see one of those two teams and now those two teams know that the golden state warriors are real and the Golden State Warriors can beat them. So I kind of wonder if winning those games in a weird way is going to hurt the Warriors in the long run. But I, I, I don't see a lot of teams out there firing on most of their cylinders. The Miami Heat are. So having said that, I shouldn't share a whole lot of off-pod private talks that we have, but I'll, I'll own it. I thought a week ago that this team was destined for the play-in. And then when you're in the play-in, you can't say they're absolutely a playoff team because the play-in games are going to be like the NCAA tournament. Like You're going to see upsets, or you certainly could. You put any NBA team on the floor with another team and say one game to decide your season, It's a, it's a coin toss. So there was a chance in my mind a few days ago even that this team might not make the NBA playoffs. There really was. It was a real possibility. Obviously now that's moot. Where, where were you, I guess, yeah. in, that, in that when you looked at that abyss? I mean, if, if you're in the play-in, you, there's a chance you're not going to make the playoffs. That's, it's just a given. People yeah. don't like that logic, but it's the way it is. Were you as convinced as I was a week ago that this team was no almost certainly going to the play-in?
0: No. I mean, they had lost to Dallas, and look, that loss to Dallas wasn't a terrible loss. They didn't have Jimmy. Dallas is a good team. Dallas was playing for something. You know, it's not like the worst loss of the season, but they needed to win that. I mean, we thought, we both thought, we entered that game. I remember you and I talking. They need to win this game to have a chance to avoid the play. They lost it. We said, okay, they're probably going to be in the plane. It's going to be hard to avoid. They would need to win both in Boston. I, You know, I, I thought they would win one in Boston. I, I didn't think they were going to get swept, but it was hard for me to believe that they were going to be able to beat Boston twice in TD Garden. They hadn't won two straight games against the same opponent, the same venue all season in the first nine tries, like usually they split it. So with those stakes on the road, you know, it, it was just impressive what they were able to accomplish. They needed to win both really to probably avoid the plan and they did it. So credit to them. And, and now to have that week off or five days off, at least five days, it could be six, I guess, if they open on Sunday, that's huge. Not only for Goron for Jimmy, for Bam, you know he's you know he's had the knee tendinitis. He's, he's battling who knows how many different nagging injuries. Um, Andre. Andre, Tyler with the foot. Um, you know I, I don't know whether Victor is going to return. I mean we we don't know much about that, but it gives another week for the Heat to figure that situation out and it gives Paul a week to prepare for a series. It's
1: yeah. not a not the, it's guess. not a bad thing for the so Heat. So That you stole my line like yeah. that was to me. You know, health and rest, they're wonderful things. Um, you give Eric Spolstra time to think, time to come up with stuff. That, to me, is the biggest win yeah. of escape of escaping the plan is that you give, to me, an absolute lock Hall of Fame coach who has never won Coach of the Year. I know he shared the coach's version of it one year. But he's never won the, the one that we vote on for Coach of the Year, um. Which is crazy. How has he never won it? It's just bizarre how it he's feels, never got it.
0: it feels like he's always close, but he never gets it. It's it's strange.
1: Let me go off. We we talked a little bit before before we started about what we want to talk about, and as always, with especially when I'm when when I'm graciously on your pod, we go off the rails real fast. Um. You and I are both NBA award voters. Oh
0: no! Um, <laughs> I try. By the way, before you start this, anything I, I know where you're going with it. I tried to vote today, and, and
1: so I was. I to, I'm not gonna, I don't want because I imagine at some point we'll put out our stuff. I have yeah. not put out mine. Yeah, no. I'm not done. I me either. No, me either. It's t- t-
0: yes. Yeah. Where am this I? Is,
1: yeah, like it's brutal. It's brutal to me. Yeah, this year, like it's absolutely brutal. I will say this. Um, after what I saw last Friday night, and it's not just off one game. I've got Anthony Edwards as rookie of the year.
0: I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, it's him or Melo, right? Like, it has to be. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards has really picked up his play. It's tough. Like, I started this morning. I had the day off today. I said, I'm going to spend two hours doing this. I is got through the MVP. Do,
1: what we do in our days off is we do other work.
0: <laughs> I got through deep, uh, I got the most improved player, and then I think I got to I don't know what the third one was, but I was I can't finish this. I I well, need most, more time. Most
1: improved most improved was easy. Yes, most improved, I mean, it's it's going to be Randall.
0: Julius Randall, right? And I th- and honestly, I think the MVP is needs to be needs to be Jokic. Like uh, I don't know where you stand on this. We haven't spoken about I'm this, not- but.
1: I'm not there. I'm probably going that way. Like, I haven't officially, in my mind, decided. I I just think, especially in this year, the fact that he's going to play in every game. I don't know if Denver will rest him, and I don't know where they'll be this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be – do you give him a game off, do you not? Um, The fact that that team didn't crumble when they lost Jamal Murray, the fact they didn't crumble when they didn't start that well period out of the gate, like they were sort of sputtering, you know, the first 30 games or so, if I remember right. Um, He's just been, he's been the only guy in the league who has been in every game and great in pretty much all.
0: Yeah. And it's not just offensively. Like it's hard to measure. It's hard to measure defense. Like I think we both agree. Like, to measure defense is like really difficult by numbers, and you know I know to on the eye test like he's not a great defender. He's limited, off, you know, athletically, but he's been pretty good defensively when he's been on the court. So he hasn't been that bad, you know. So I, I you know, I, I don't think it's enough credit for that side. He's a
1: big, he's a big slow dude, and people still can't score on him, which means yeah. he's doing something right. Right, like it's it's. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably going that way. I think and when Joel Embiid has been right this yes. year, I think he has been the most dominant force. Guys, you know, like LeBron was great, you know, the first couple of months of the season. Um, you know, I know locally people think Jimmy has been um, you know, great I, here to the end.
0: I think Jimmy deserves a vote. I'm gonna give Jimmy a probably a fifth place vote. Um, at least that's what I have him with right now just because he's been such a difference maker for this team but go ahead sorry
1: I I don't know if I will I don't know if I will I might I don't think I don't know I'm I have that one mapped out so I don't really know I mean things can change things can change he's one of those fringe
0: guys he's one of those fringe guys for sure like one of the borderline it's
1: so hard to pick five and then all NBA with the positions—that's just—it's silly. Um, defensive Player of the Year is the one I wanted to get to. I'm in—we're in a really tough spot.
0: Yes, we are we're in a
1: really tough spot, <laughs> and not for any reason other than not the contractual stuff. Because I, I swear to you, it doesn't enter my mind. No, and it's not because Bam went on TNT last night and said, I guard every position. I'm going to walk it off. I'm, I'm, the, best, I'm the best defensive player. Why does... What are, what are we seeing that the country is not? Like, seriously, why isn't Bam a bigger deal? Bam is funny. Bam's got that megawatt smile. Bam loves his mom. He went to Kentucky. They've got a following. He's got a cool name. His name is Bam for crying out loud. Bam. Like, how do you not love that name for some reason to me and tell me if I'm being just, if I'm just being a homer, tell me, cause I'm really trying hard not to be. And I don't know if I'm, I'm, Bam won't win defensive player of the year. I may vote for him as if but he's not going to win it. Are we overvaluing him or is the rest of the country just not paying enough attention to what this guy can do because we still are in this in these times when you know the defensive player of the year is the block shot leader that's not the case yeah that's not it um or you know jimmy's going to win the steals title is jimmy defense nobody's talking about Jimmy as defensive player of the year I, i would argue jimmy's not the best defensive player on this team not as a knock to jimmy i just think bam has been that good are we overvaluing him in this market or are we just ahead of the curve and the country hasn't figured it out yet?
0: I I think we're a little ahead of the curve. I mean, Bam just got on everybody's radar last season, like really in the bubble that that's when he got, I mean, I guess you can make an argument when he made the all-star game and, and, won the skills challenge, but it's been pretty much like a year that he's been on everybody's radar before that he was, you know, end of the lottery, first round pick, averaging eight points coming off the bench, energy guy, and then all of a sudden, he's one of the best young stars in the NBA. So I think he, I mean, again, he's, and he's only 23. I think we all, we all forget that just because of how, how mature he is and how far he's come in the first three four years of his career. Um, I, I think we're ahead of the curve. I think Bam definitely deserves consideration for defensive play of the year. I mean, he does it all on the end of the court. Like, he, whatever scheme you need him to play in, whoever you need him to guard, he will do it, and he will do it very, very well. Um, it's just tough because, you know, I, I know someone will say Rudy Gobert doesn't deserve it because you put at Rudy Gobert in space and he can't guard pretty much anybody. <laughs> um, and he can get schemed out very easily in the playoffs, which teams usually do in the playoffs. And should that win defensive play of the year? I don't, you know, it's tough because Utah has one of the best defenses in the NBA and he anchors it. He's he's basically their defense. Like he's, their, he's the center of their defense. He, he's what makes it go. Um, and this is a regular season award, so that's what makes it very complicated, um, and, and that's why I see why people say Rudy's gonna win it. He probably will win it, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's a better defender than Bam. Because I will say that I think Bam is a better defender than Rudy uh, overall.
1: I think he is too, and and it's just I mean I know we're sitting here we're whining about the vote and all that. There's some really good players that are not that are going to get left off the All NBA team. You know, Bam's probably one of them. Um like Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, um Chris Paul, maybe, they're gonna get left off some all NBA ballots. And rightly, I mean, we have to do it by position at all NBA. All NBA is two guards, two forwards and a center. So thankfully they've got Jokic and MB both as forward centers, which I'm fine with, by the way. I have no yeah. problem with. Some people are upset. Like I don't think Jokic really Jokic he plays above, he plays you know, on the perimeter. So Almost much. a
0: guard sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: like he's a defensive center and an offensive, like really slow three or something. I have no problem with him being an, an all NBA. Joel Embiid's going to be the all NBA center. And Nikola Jokic will be the all NBA forward. Like Jokic is going to be the MVP, but he's not going to be the all NBA center. And people are going to be like, they're both centers, but Embiid somehow wins all NBA at center. Jokic is an all NBA forward. How is MB not the MVP? It's going to be a circus. And we're I'm just not going to read my mentions on the days that the votes get announced because people are going to be like, you're an idiot. And that's fine. That's pretty much all I get now anyway. (laughs) So it's, but it's going to be a very difficult decision to figure out what we do with defensive player of the year, I am in struggle with coach of the year, to be honest, because, like, I don't think Rudy is going to be my defensive player of the year. The Jazz aren't going to have the MVP, but they're going to have the best record. So then we have to give them something. To, does Quince, Is If they don't have the MVP, if they don't have the defensive player of the year, isn't then Quinn Snyder, doesn't he have to be coach of the year at that point?
0: Yeah, I mean, he de- yeah, I mean, <laughs> they probably deserve something, right? I mean, but Monty Williams, man, how does he... It's is brutal. Like I'm not. I again, I did like the first three categories, and I said, uh, "I'm gonna do this like three categories at a time because this is very, very challenging." Like Listen, it,
1: I'm, I am very close. Uh, and people, I, I'm people in our field are gonna be like, "Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that?" Scott Brooks, like there were people talking about Scott Brooks getting fired in January.
0: True, good point. Like,
1: the Wizard season stopped. For two weeks because of COVID, they were terrible. You know they were going to trade everybody. Brad Beal was coming here. Russ was done. Um, you know they they had a revolving door with injury. Like it was just bad. It was another bad year for the Wizards. And now they're going to be in the play-in. Like they saved it.
0: And maybe the best team I think in the play. Scott Brooks
1: has done an incredible <laughs> job. Yeah,
0: and also tips. Like, there
1: are wizards. Tibbs too. I mean, Tibbs has gone in and said play defense. But it was a team that really never had played defense. So Tibbs has done a remarkable job. Steve Kerr's done a great job. because, um, you know, I mean the Warriors at times have been as good as anybody. You know, Michael Malone has has done a good job. Um, I mean, the the think, I mean, Nick Nurse won't get a single vote he won it going away last year. I think he got like 90% of the votes. You know, the fact that Toronto was semi good there for a while. I mean, what they went through this year, they didn't play they haven't played a home game in a year and a half. I mean, I, to me coach of the year is just I mean, it's I think you can pick one, but there are no bad coaches in this league. And that includes the guys who got like Lloyd Pierce is not a bad coach. You know, he was just dealt a bad hand. You know, people talk about Terry Stotts future. Terry Stotts is a great coach. Terry Stotts is a great coach. And if the Blazers don't win a round at least in these playoffs, they might let him go. People talking about Brad Stevens getting let go in Boston. Brad Stevens is brilliant. Brilliant. They're not not playing defense right now because of Brad Stevens. They're not playing defense right now because they're missing guys. And the guys who are there Quite apparently have checked out. Also, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe Daniel Tice was such an important part of what the Celtics were last year, but he clearly was. Anyway, the award season is brutal. And I just want yeah. to know if you struggled, if you were struggling with as much as I was.
0: I struggled with it today. It was even I knew it was gonna to be tough, it was even tougher than I thought, and I'm still not done. And I probably won't finish until the weekend because I really need a few days to think about all these categories. It's just and I haven't even gotten like I said, all NBA all defense, all rookie, like those teams are so challenging to put together because there are so many guys that deserve to be on there. And, you know, it's, you're having to make some really tough decisions. And unfortunately, some of them impact guys' financial future and will be seen by everybody and will be critiqued by everybody on Twitter. So that's always fun.
1: Like, you know, it's, I really thought about giving my vote up this year. I thought very hard about it, but I I think it's I mean it's first of all, it is a privilege. No, it's, it's a privilege yeah. to, you know, be one of the hundred to do this. And and also I just I almost think it's a responsibility. Like if they if the league asks you you have to do it. That's I mean, I, I'm very uncomfortable in being in making news, but I think it's I've always said it's pretty rare that things could come down to one vote, but this year some things might come down to one vote. Yeah. So so there's there it's it'll, it'll be a very interesting next few nights as I go through all this stuff. And the same for you, I'm sure. Yes, well. no question. Let's get, let's get back to the heat stuff. Let's get back to instead of us instead of a couple of heat beat writers crying about our vote. <laughs> our, our I
0: appreciated party. that yeah. venting session though from from me. it was, I, I felt, it was I, productive. I feel, I feel yeah.
1: cleansed. I feel nice. <laughs> I'm. I'm actually. My, my palms are up toward the ceiling, and I feel very <laughs> namaste. Is it namaste? I don't know. Uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Who will the Heat end up playing? And as I say, that the Heat have three games left as we're sitting here recording. Philly at home on Thursday, and then the Milwaukee-Detroit trip to end the season. We do not know. I don't – there's no matchups that are locked up right now, right? Nothing's locked in anywhere. No. We don't know who they're playing. Um, We know they're going to be four, five, or six. That's all we know. Um, Who should they want to play and who will they play? And on this, I'm going to let you go Hmm. first.
0: Um, I mean, it's crazy because they could – Technically, like still face the Celtics in the first round right now. Like so much stuff is on the table. It's not going to happen? But it's not out of the it's not out of the question. Uh, Celtics like, could still move up to five.
1: That Chinese rocket that fell in the ocean last weekend would have to <laughs> fall, would have to reemerge from the water and then fall on Phillips Arena in Atlanta for the Boston Miami playoff. match. I
0: kind of want it to happen, but I, I think I think the Heat end up in six, and I think they face Milwaukee in the first round. That's my prediction. Um, I kind of would like to see, and this is just like just out of a story standpoint of it being really interesting.
1: I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I
0: want them to face Brooklyn.
1: I didn't know what you were going to say. I,
0: I, I, I think Brooklyn, Miami would be really interesting just because, I mean, the Nets have play, I mean, they're obviously very talented and they should steamroll through the East playoffs, like just based on talent alone. Those three have played seven games together. Give Spo a week to prepare for that with the heat, knowing who they are, their identity, all that cliche stuff. But it's true. Like they know what they need to do to win games. They know the formula they've played together. They made a run in the playoffs last season. I would really like to see a heat Nets first round matchup with the Nets still trying to find themselves and trying to work out the Kings and Spo having a week to prepare and throwing out Jimmy and Bam against that team. I think that would be fun.
1: That would be, that would be great fun. So we did not go over this, but I have two different answers. Um, I think they will be five. Okay. I think they will play the Atlanta Hawks in the first round, which will be a deeply challenging series for me. Because <laughs> I think everybody probably knows that I go back with Kevin Herter pretty much to his birth. So, um,
0: personal series for you.
1: Very it would personal. be a very, it would be a difficult, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a difficult series for me. Um, so there's that, but I think they will be five. I think they will play Atlanta. Um, I would like them to, if I got to pick the bracket, um, I would like them to get to four. And play now. This it, this won't happen because Atlanta's not going to lose. I don't think Atlanta, Atlanta. may not lose again. Um. Although watch them lose tonight as we tape this, which will be yesterday by the time this comes out. Um. I want to see New York versus Miami in the first round, and I want. I really, really want Game Seven, of a Knicks Heat series in Miami. Yeah. Because I think every generation needs to experience that once.
0: That, that's for sure. Like that would be a really fun matchup besides the Brooklyn-Milwaukee stuff. I, I think Heat-Knicks would be just awesome. And there, how many games would go like be like 94 to 88? It would actually resemble like 90s Heat-Knicks like with these two teams and the way they play.
1: See, I think the, I think the Herald should do, if it, if it is Knicks-Heat, and we'll know ahead of time because we'll have like a week to get ready because four or five, they would know the matchup before the play and stuff. I think that the Herald should get either Charles Trainer or the great Al Diaz and somehow get Jeff Van Gundy and Alonzo Morning together to reenact the, the, the photo. And that could be the cover of the Herald preview section for the series. That's How many why, st- one of the many reasons why I want it.
0: How many stories? I mean, there will be so much good content to come from that. Just a preview. Oh, previous stuff I'm, of that series i'm, I'm you know. requesting
1: riles now yeah right
0: I, how many people were to request riley
1: there's no way riles <laughs> will talk to us during that series but damn i want to talk to pat every day during oh that series. God.
0: jeff van gundy pat zoe charles oakley like
1: childs find,
0: pj brown
1: i want to find <laughs> a guy who ran a hot dog cart outside the garden and be like yeah those miami guys i knew they were bad um so let's I guess the last thing we probably should talk about, well, there's two more real quick, real quick. Um, we have to keep this one tight. I think um, Thursday night against Philly is the vice uniform finale. Um, what'd you think of the vice era time, time for it to end.
0: I mean, yeah, I think everything has to end uh, cliche, but true. You know, all good things have to come to an end. You don't want to kill it. Um, But it was wildly popular. Like it's hard to argue against that and and there were some really, really nice jerseys to come out of it. I personally think Vice should be a consistent part of the Heat's rotation. Maybe not all of them, but maybe the white one, the black one, the, the more basic ones, just make them one of you know a couple of the alternate jerseys that the Heat turn to every now and then, just because they are kind of part of the brand now. Like you go to games and sometimes I see more vice uniforms than traditional heat uniforms these days. So
1: nobody wears white at home anymore. So yeah. nobody wants the white jersey because you know you're never gonna fit in at the arena because they're never gonna wear them on the court. So I, I'm with you. I, I think vice should become a permanent alternate. Does that make any sense? Like it should be like pick one and stick with it, but yeah. You know they're not going to listen to us, so what's your favorite? Uh, which one's your favorite one? I loved the fuchsia, really. That was my favorite, yeah. The, the like the third was that 3.0? The I
0: sunset know. one, the sunset, right? I think it was called
1: that. Was that what it was called? That one I liked probably the most. I'm not a big fan of this year's. Um, the white wasn't vicey enough for me, so maybe the, the blue or the sunset one, either one, the black
0: for me was just perfect. The Vice Knights, you
1: know Miami Knight, was that Miami Knights? Yeah,
0: Vice Knights. It yeah, was perfect. You know what?
1: I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. That's Miami. That's that
0: was Miami. that jersey is just perfection. Like I,
1: oh, that jersey is
0: fire. <laughs> I love that jersey. So jersey. yeah, I, I I would like to see the the black kind of stay in the rotation, but yeah, you're right. They're not going to listen to us. But I I I I don't think we've seen the last of it. I have a feel. I'd be surprised if we don't see them wear it at some point. Um. know at some point in the near future here even though they're saying it's the end i think they'll be back at some point
1: Um, so as we're recording we have just gotten the word that victor Oladipo's season is over um can't be a surprise at this point um He's having surgery to repair a quad tendon in his right leg. Anthony, what does this mean for Victor Oladipo long-term? What does it mean for the Miami Heat long-term?
0: It's, like you said, not too surprising. Um, It's unfortunate for Victor Oladipo, first of all, um, just because he's, you know, A, you want him to be healthy. That's number one. But two, he's going to be a free agent this offseason. And you know there already were already questions about his health, Um, but to now have to have a second surgery on the quad tendon that he injured a couple years ago or a year and a half ago—that is not a good sign, you know. And and we don't know what the timetable for the recovery is or what, but it's obviously going to hurt his free You hate to see him get set back again. Um, It's just—it's just. Unfortunate news all around, um, definitely.
1: It's, um, like I said, it's not a, it's not an unexpected end, but it is a sad end. What I've been told on if he did go the surgical route, you're looking at six months at minimum, that's November. That means this, it goes into next season. Hopefully that's not the case, but, um, you know, it's not because he's here, not because he played four games here, but, I've, I've talked to Victor Oladipo a bunch of times over the years. Victor Oladipo is a good dude and wishing nothing but the best for him. Obviously, we'll have much more on that in the days ahead. Um, it's unfortunate that that came in at the end of the pod, but um, like both of us said, just not unexpected. And if there is a franchise that can get Victor Oladipo right, just ask Sean Livingston. Um, it's the Miami Heat. Yes. And I, I really think he, I bet my guess is that he will be part of their future plan somehow, some way. That's my guess. So,
0: yeah. And and again, you know, I know you just, you, your possible timetable. Um, and it, it could very well have to miss all of next season. We don't know, it but it's
1: possible, it's yeah. definitely
0: possible. Um, but you know, this the heat went into this deal knowing they were taking a risk. You know, this was the risk, and, and that's why. They really didn't have to give up too much for him. I know Kelly's playing really well, but Kelly was going to be a free agent too. And Avery really hadn't and played Kelly much with the Heat. Kelly
1: wasn't coming back.
0: Yeah, Kelly wasn't coming back. Like, so this was a gamble. They took the gamble and, you know, unfortunately for the Heat and Victor, it just, you know, it only lasted four games Um, because the knee just, I guess, wasn't wasn't right. Um, So definitely, you know, definitely tough news um to end this podcast. About, you know, it, Probably should have led the podcast with his news, but just time should have of things. and We found out yeah. at the
1: end, and then, real quick, we got to get in. They're announcing the Hall of Fame class for 2021. The class that's going in Saturday night is technically last year's class, they're announcing this year's class on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Chris Bosch, Anthony Chang, Christopher Wesson Bosch. It's time, to- it's got to be right. It, it, it's he is going into the Hall of Fame, why make him wait? I say, do it now. I am very hopeful for Chris. I don't care that I'm saying I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. Um, like his chances, love his chances. Where where are you at with this?
0: He's a lock, right? I mean, it has to be. Right, I, right? It, it has, has to be. To, he has to be a lock. I I think you wrote this when he was uh, named a finalist. But 13 players in NBA history to average at least 19.2 points and 8.5 rebounds. You know, with at least 11 All Star selections. The first 12. Or in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now the 13th has to go in. Like, this he's year, a Hall of Famer.
1: And he was cut down in his prime. And that just, you know, hopefully Victor Oladipo is not. Hopefully, Victor hopefully, we see Victor Oladipo again. Um, what Chris Bosch could have done with Goron, Heat fans got cheated out of something that could have been amazing. I don't even know how many fans really realized that, even. Um, Very hopeful for Chris this weekend. I am on my way to the Hall of Fame this weekend for the Enchanted Ceremony. Um, Can't wait for that. Can't wait to rush home on Monday and not cover a play-in game on Tuesday. I'm very excited about that. Um, Anthony, you want me to wrap it up or you want to wrap it up? It's your show. I just Yeah, no, you
0: started. I'll wrap it up. Um, But thank you, Tim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for filling in for David this is the second time you've been you've done this well when david's been away um i don't want to get into david's personal life but i think he shared it on the show he's getting married by what? the way who, who's who what? who misses a podcast to get married i mean come on david
1: david you was could, at a panthers game this week and i was like what are you <laughs> doing here and if social distancing allowed i would have slapped him upside the head yes, david, he may- david we love you we're so happy for you my man um we are so so happy. And I hope you're not listening to this because you have better things to be doing right now. You're He's two days for crying out.
0: Loud. He has to edit this episode, so he'll be listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, my computer dying halfway through it is only gonna make his life. That's, oh, my, that's god. my present for you, buddy.
0: Oh god. Um, all right, that's a good place to end it. Follow at follow Tim Reynolds at at by Tim Reynolds. Follow me at Anthony underscore Chang on Twitter. Um, Tim's going to be in the Hall of Fame, at the Hall of Fame, like he said.
1: i going to be in the Hall of Fame. We're going to be
0: he at- should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's going to be there covering it, so make sure to give him a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. And we'll both be kind of just following the last few days of the regular season to see where things end up. There's still a lot of things that need to be settled with four or five days left, so it should be an exciting uh, final week of, of, the, of the regular season. Till next week. Talk to you guys later.